I actually think in spite of the fact that we've got a highly competitive environment, probably more competitive than it's ever been before, customers are fickle, they're, un they're yielding unrelenting power, technology is changing so quickly, in spite of that, and you would think that we'd get better at differentiating in that kind of set of circumstances, but in spite of that, uh, I believe that we are actually getting worse. Let me explain why in terms of differentiation. Um, undifferentiation is here. Okay, there's three things going on and I would just ask that you reflect on what you see when you're on a website, what you read if you read newspapers, what you see when you visit stores. Okay, the first element that I see driving this notion of undifferentiation is copying. Everybody, guys, everybody copies everybody. Everybody, what I call gargles Google. Ian, I just came up with that a few days ago. I thought it was a little bit of alliteration that we needed to introduce into the slides, but it really does point out that when people are presented with a challenge, typically they will go to Google to find out how other people do it. And the problem with that, you know, in a lot of times is they try and copy that. Okay, so copying on the basis of Google is an issue. We all read the, the same books. People all use the same case studies and they benchmark best in class and they benchmark their competition. And so they try and copy what has worked for others. When you're doing that, you're not advancing your own identity. You're not advancing your own uniqueness. You're not advancing what makes you different. You're not advancing what makes you, okay, best in class because you're the only one that does what you do. So the copying piece is huge. And, and look at, if, if you get only one takeaway from this entire hour, okay, please stop gargling Google when it comes to looking for what other people do and incorporating that into your business. I mean, actually it's, you know, one guy wrote, it's a definition of insanity to copy what other people do and expect different results for you. I mean, it's, it's just not an end game that I've ever seen produce uh, a whole lot of benefits. So copying is out. We want to get in, into the creative mindset. And that's one of the things that the planning process by setting a revenue target that's bold and audacious, that's one of the things it does. It forces you to not copy. If you're looking for nine additional million dollars and nobody else has ever done that, you're not going to be able to copy anybody, right? You're going to be so conflicted with, I don't know, you're going to have to create a solution to that. And I say, that's the world that we want to be in, Ian. So copying, what's going on? Second thing, come on. I mean, I hope you, I hope this resonates with you guys because it, it's, it's just something that just annoys me so much. And I call it claptrap. Okay. The use of, of expressions and declarations that leverage words like we are better. We're the best. We're number one. We are the leader. We offer premium. Okay. The use of those words to describe and define your competitive advantage the use is meaningless. They don't mean anything other than your view of yourself. To a customer that wants to understand why they should buy from you and not your competitor, by you saying you're better, by you saying you're best, by you saying you're number one, by you saying you're a leader, that's just another way of saying, this is what I think of myself, 
right? And it has no basis for comparison. And so here's a couple of examples that I pulled out. You know, I've seen universal uh, selling propositions that say the smartest way to get around. Okay, that could be a whole bunch of transportation companies, couldn't it? Another one says the simplest path to customer delight. Like who judges what's simple or not? I'll tell you who judges the company. That's their view of themselves. Who judges who's the smartest? Who creates the smartest way around? Who, who's the author of that? It's the company. And how about this one? Canada's largest and most reliable 5G network. That's actually a competitive claim put out by a very major telecom uh, supplier in Canada. And again, it's argumentative as heck. So the claptrap notion of using these kinds of expressions is, is not just uh, argumentative. I think it borders on intellectual dishonesty, quite frankly. So we got copying going on that's creating undifferentiation. We got the use of claptrap going on that's creating undifferentiation. Go in, we got one, a couple more categories and we've got helium filled statements and aspirations driving this clutter of statements out there that really doesn't answer the question. Why should I do business with you as opposed to your competition? And here's some examples. This company says, we're in business to save our home planet. That's their competitive claim. We're in business to save our home planet. Now, I'm not saying that that's, that's not a worthwhile statement and I applaud it, but it's not a competitive claim. It's probably a value statement in the business, right? That makes sense for them. But to, but to actually take that and claim that you should do business with me because I'm in the business to save the home planet. What makes you unique? Because I can give you 150,000 other companies out there that claim the same thing. Not only that, I don't know how the hell to measure that. How do you measure whether it's truthful or not? Same with the last one. This is an airlines in the US. They say they're here to inspire humanity, <laughs> both in the air and on the ground. Okay. Enough said. Aspirations, claptrap, they are so far from ground zero to help customers, it's unbelievable. And the last one, I'll just say the fourth sort of nail in the undifferentiation coffin here is narcissism at its best. Competitive claims out there today are merely an organization's view of themselves. Without any comparison with the buying options that customers have, in other words, answering the question, why should I do business with you and not your competition? And there's a real confusion here between what you think in terms of values that you should have on the inside with what kind of unique value you're going to declare on the outside. And okay, so that's really part of the narcissism bucket. So look at, uh, we've got copying, we've got claptrap, We've got aspirations and we've got narcissism, unfortunately, driving the differentiation world in the opposite direction to where it should be to be really helpful to customers. What three things or nuggets can you share today or we can discuss that could help people start back on this path? To where they're getting strategic in life, but also getting away from the norm. And like you said, moving over to the right side of the bell curve. Well, one, one of the things is you literally got to stop gargling Google. Okay. <laughs> this is a silly little thing. 
Okay. But I'm not kidding you. It's from a, an, an implication point of view, it's hugely important. Okay. Because if we put that aside, uh, when, when we're confronting a new challenge, then what are we left to do? Oh, gee, we're left to create and use our own devices to solve a unique problem here. Okay. So as a silly little thing, that's one thing. Another thing that's really worked for me, and again, this is silly. It's not strategic. You won't find it in any, any other textbook, but mine. And that is look at life and challenges through a be different lens. Every time I'm confronted with something to do, I always ask myself, how can I do this differently in a way that people care about? And the point I want to make here to everybody listening, this is not about narcissism. This is not about what you think of yourself. This is about how you can be unique and serve people in a way that they care about. That's what this whole be different journey is. Some people say, I'm different, Roy, I've got yellow hair. I said, oh, good. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, I don't care about the color of your hair. I don't care about your pronouns. I don't care about your sexual preferences. Good on you. You live you. Live you. But when you yeah. talk about being different, it's all about serving others in a way they care about. The word care about, yeah. okay, is okay. the opposite word. And so I look at everything that way. All right. And so one little thing that your audience can try is look at tomorrow when you get up, okay, commit to do one thing differently. Ask yourself the question, how can I do this in a way that nobody else has thought about? How can I do this in a way that surprises people around me? There's all sorts of triggers for be different. One of the biggest ones is surprise. If I can surprise you, that typically means I've given you what you don't expect. And in brackets, isn't that a surprise? Okay. So you yeah. use this whole surprise motivation as a way to do that. And after a while, hopefully that becomes second nature. Now, some people would say to me, Roy, look at, I mean, I sit in an organization that punishes that. Now, what do I do? Okay. And I will say to you that there are certain things in life you can control. There's other things in life you can't control. You cannot control how your boss thinks. You cannot control all of that sort of stuff. But one of the things you can do is you can start to behave in a different way. And I guarantee you, they will notice. Now, they will be interested, particularly in what you're doing, if you start to perform miraculously. Look at, at the end of the day, thoughts degenerate into crude deeds. And if you are crude deeding it in a way that absolutely benefits everybody around you, why wouldn't people listen to you? They will. Okay, so think about performance. Look at being different is a means to an end. In my world, it's a means to, that yields high performance because nobody else is doing it. Okay, it's a differentiation tactic. And so don't gargle Google anymore. Take the be different lens and start asking yourself the question and just be guided. Look at it. This is a world of baby steps. This is not a silver bullet world here. Okay, that what we're talking about, this is a lifetime journey in an organization. It's a cultural change. These things do not happen quickly. So you need to be patient, but you need to be relentless. 